you got two things in life. You got lessons and you got blessings. And when you learn from the lessons, they become the blessings. Oh yeah. So this is one I recorded for school. It's going to have some um, references to school, so just bear with it, but it's going to be a good one. It's about attitude. It's about moving forward. It's about your future. It's about what you're willing to do. Listen up and enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Actually, probably not watching this in the evening, are you? Probably at school in the morning or afternoon. So let's forget the evening. Let's go for good morning, good afternoon, shall we, ladies and gentlemen? Pleasure to be here. Um, obviously, I'm not face to face with you, but this is the next best thing. I'm going to tr- pretend I feel your energy and feel your vibes, uh, feel your enthusiasm. And you're obviously going to feel mine. It's going to come straight through the screen right at you. So be ready. It's actually like I'm there in person. But you can sort of cheat because I can't see what you're actually doing. But ultimately, you're only going to cheat yourself. So today, we're talking about a few key topics, ultimately, for your success. Um, I'll give you the topic. So how to get where you want to get in life. And where you want to get in life. And how to choose where you want to go in life and probably this one of the most important things you control in your life if not the most important thing starts with an a rhymes with dude attitude yes my friend attitude yeah that guy in the back there yeah you you got it it's good attitude is the most important thing that you control. And I'm not just talking about like, Mm-mm, girlfriend, you know, that is an attitude. But I'm talking about what is attitude? It is your expectation of something. It is how you choose to feel towards something. It is what you're willing to do towards something. That is your attitude. This is the key to your life, I promise you right now. I promise you right now, with all the employers I've worked with, uh, and with all the successful people I've read about and worked with, the number one thing they say that determined where they got in life was their attitude. So here's the first saying for the day. Y'all ready? It's a big one. It is this. It is your attitude. Can you read that from there? It's probably a little far away, isn't it? Let's try to sneak you up a little bit. It is your attitude. Hopefully you're watching this on a big screen so you'll be able to read this. My screen's like that big, I can't really see. It is your attitude, not. So I'm going to do the equal, the not equal, aptitude. Your smartness, your talents, your gifts. So it is your attitude, not your aptitude that determines, so that equals your altitude. Yeah, that was a bit of an Usain Bolt dab for you that don't know me. I am a dad that loves to dab. And I'll only use it at the end of a point that is on point. You feel me? I'll only use it when what I say is like, 
up there. Sometimes you might catch me throwing my own woe. Obviously, since I'm not in crowds, you know, when I'm in crowds, people like it. They throw a woe, old school woe too, not the new one. I don't really, I don't really like that one. But I'm like, oh, okay. So it is your attitude, not your aptitude, that determines how far you go in life. Your altitude. Okay. Now, I'm gonna tell you back. Um, now, some of you may have goals. Some of you may be, you know, at school, you're starting to set goals. You know, I guarantee all of you have achieved a goal before, and I guarantee all of you will not achieve a goal sometime in your life, if not already. But if you're thinking and looking at each other, like, I've never achieved a goal. Well, let me think of this. Do you learn, know how to walk? You achieved the goal because once you did not know how to walk. Do you know how to talk? You achieve that goal because once you did not know how to talk. Do you know how to tie your shoelace? Some of you still wear those Velcros. I get it. One day you get it, my man. <laughs> but apart from you, the rest of you learned how to tie your shoelace. Now, if you think back to those simple goals, you understand there's stages through that. Number one is trial and error. Frustration. You probably want to quit. But then there was a key to it. It was your attitude. But there was another key to your goal that you really need in order to achieve anything, to, to fight through the struggle. And it is a P word that sounds like a sea animal, which also starts with a P. A P word that sounds like a sea animal, which also starts with a P. No, not platypus. No, not penguin. Porcupine. It's not even in the ocean, mate. No. <laughs> uh, the animal is a porpoise. P-O-R-P-O-I-S-E. Some of you are looking at me confused. Well, you better go watch Dave Attenborough to catch up with it, bruh. A porpoise like a half dolphin, half whale. Cute creature, like a dugong. And the word I'm looking for is purpose. You see, when you link any goal into a purpose, that purpose drives you beyond motivation. It is what fuels you to go through the hard times to achieve that goal, okay? Now, I'll give you a quick guess. Now, I'm gonna go back, way back when, when before I didn't, even, I didn't even know what I wanted to do. When I was year eight, okay, I wanted to be a marine biologist, right? Because I loved the animals, and I thought, yeah, they get paid really well, I'll get to travel around the world. By year 10, I wanted to be an architect, uh, an architect because I like design and drawing and I, I like to construct like the house, the visual to see it and then to see it made. That was sort of where I was going at. So in year 10, I did what most smart people would do. I didn't slack off in work experience. I actually chose something that I thought I wanted to do in my life to see whether I wanted to do it or not. And I did year 10 work experience in an architect. Uh, my uncle hooked that up for me. And two days in, I realized I did not want to be an architect, okay? I did not want to be an architect, but it's about trial and error. Now, have a guess what my first job was. It wasn't a kebab shop, just in case you're thinking it was a kebab shop. Oh yeah, Sam Lebanese works at a kebab shop. 
No, it wasn't a kebab shop. Uh, no, mate, it wasn't a taxi driver either. That's a bit racist. <laughs> Plus, I was only 14, so I couldn't drive. That would be illegal. Uh, someone said, Maccas, the burgers are better. HJs for life, homie. Not really, but back then, HJs. I don't need it anymore. It's rubbish. Bad for you. Anyway, HJs was where I first worked. Now, I've got a question. Obviously, I can't see you, but I want you to raise your hands. How many of you would work at Maccas or Hungry Jacks or KFC? Hands up. Okay. I'm assuming a few hands have gone up. Cool. I'm also assuming a few hands haven't gone up. And this is an interesting question. The second question I ask you is how many of you eat at Hungry Jack's, McDonald's or KFC? Hands up nice and high so we can see them. Now I'm going to assume that more people eat at Hungry Jack's, KFC and McDonald's than are willing to work there. It's crazy. But listen, what does that say about your attitude? Your attitude is like, oh, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm too good to work there, but I'm fine to eat there. Shut up and take my money, right? <laughs> Shut up and take my money. Now, nah, man, you see, this is the crazy thing. I used to work with the unemployed. Now, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my past in terms of um, the different jobs that I worked at. But the very first job that I worked at was Hungry Jack's. Now, I'm going to teach you something about attitude that is super important. But before I do, I'm going to tell you something. If you can work at Hungry Jack's, McDonald's, or KFC, the big three, for more than six months, almost any employer will employ you. Think think about what I just told you. At your age in particular, and up, because you can work your way up, almost any employer will employ you when they see six months on your resume at one of these big three. Plus, a good reference. Obviously, you don't want to leave there like, stuff you, mate. Hated you anyway. You sucked. And throw Big Macs at him. No. If you leave on a good note and you get a reference, almost any employer will employ you. Do you want to know why? Because they have a system, a multi-billion dollar system that works. They know you're going to be able to communicate well in the team, work effectively as a team, work under pressure, take on different roles, work different hours. And you've, and you've been able to do that consistently for six months plus. They will employ you. Now, when I first worked at Hungry Jacks, I was 14 and a half years old, okay? Guess how much they paid us back then? You know, one kid, I kid you not, one kid's like, $2. Bro, I'm not that old, okay? Not that old, mate, okay? More than $2. Less than 10. Close seven. $5. 37 an hour. Think about this. Now, here's another question for you. You know, just take away, oh, yeah, like legal rights, like, you know, minimum award wage. Like, just take that away for a second. How many of you would work for $5 an hour? I, I very rarely see many hands. Okay? But how many of you would pick up a $5 note that you see on the ground? All of you. So, in one sense, you value it. In another sense, you don't. You see, this is attitude, okay? Because 
What is worth more than the $5 I got paid was the experience I learned. You see, the problem is we live in a society that is all about instant gratification. I mean, you feel bad, you pull out your phone. Boom, dopamine, boom, feel good. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, you want, you want food, ah, Uber. You want to go somewhere, ah, Uber. Like you, you, there's nothing that you can, you want a song, boom. I mean, back in my day, man, we just have to rewind the song to find the song that we wanted on a tape. That's the sound the rewind makes back in the tape. <laughs> okay. The dial-up. Mate, we just have to wait. Dude, to load a game. And I'm, I'm sounding my age here, but to load a game, it was called Wolfenstein 3D on the computer. Okay. Um, it was eight, eight discs. To load the game. One, eject, load disc two. Two, eject, load disc three. That would, just to, just to begin to play the game, it would have been about a 10 to 15 minute process. You see, we built a tenacity, what you now call a resilience, an ability to go through the hard stuff to get to what we want. Nowadays, you want everything now. Nowadays, you see, you know, uh, what's her name? Oh, I keep forgetting her name. I oh, can't even think of it right now, but it'll come to me later. Some famous TikToker, you know, she could dance, not even that well, and now she's famous. Everyone was like, I want to be a famous TikToker, okay? Listen, when I was your age, I probably would have been a TikToker too. Understand the process that they need to go through to get there. The process. You can't just go from where you are to where you want to be like that. It will not happen, ever. Before you learn to walk, you learn to take a step. Before you learn to take a step, you learn to stand. Before you learn to stand, you learn to crawl. That is the process you've got to understand. So when I started at 14 and a half years old, I had no experience. I was happy that they gave me a job that I could learn at and gain experience and build customer service skills and abilities that I could take to any other job. That was my attitude. You see, I used to come in early, 15 minutes early, straight after school, Walk in, ask my manager, yo, Damien, what can I do? What can I learn? Ask him lots of questions. Can I go on this place? Can I learn this? Can I? There was front boards, back boards, specialties, fries, front of house, drive through. I learned it all. The other part of that job was the sacrifice. The Friday night parties, the Saturdays with my mates hanging out. I would sacrifice some of those to go to work. Why? So I could become reliable for work. Why? So I could earn more money and gain more experience. I learned all aspects. This is my attitude. I learned all aspects of Hungry Jacks. So when then people called in sick, who would they ring? They would ring me. They will ring me. And I could do it all. And I had fun while I did it too. Was every single shift fun? If I made it fun, yes. Was it flat out? Yes. At the end of the day, you're going to be paid directly to the problems you solve. Hungry Jackson Mackers, what are you solving? Like, you're not building a railroad, man. You, you're getting paid. You, what do you expect to get paid? Okay, but you can work your way up and build skills that are transferable to other employment fields, to other industries. Okay? That was my attitude. Always ask questions. Come in early. Stay late. Be willing to take on other people's shifts. You know, and there were times I didn't, no doubt, but I'd do it more than I cancelled. Or I'd do it more than I'd say no. And so I built my way up to about 25 hours a week by year 10 or 11. And um, $5 an hour. It's like, what is that? 
120 odd dollars a week. That's over six, seven grand a year. It's like, it's good money. Okay, six grand. Now, four months later, I get a pay rise because I get uh, promoted to team leader and I get $5.97. Yeah, boy. Make it rain. What's the point of that story? 60 cents an hour, you may laugh at. But 60 cents an hour times by 20 hours a week is $12 a week. $12 a week by 50 weeks in a year is $600 extra. For what? Doing the same job, man. I'm getting paid 600 bucks extra a week, a year. I bought my first car for $750. Canary Yellow Gemini, dumped, red rims, exhaust, subbies. You know, uh, bandana, Lebanese boxing gloves around the mirror. Gangster. With that extra money. You see, you undervalue time and you undervalue money. Why? Probably because you're rolling around with a five, six, seven, eight, nine, one thousand, twelve hundred dollar, you know, iPhone XYZ gold in your pocket. And so you, <laughs> so you don't value the money. You think back in our day, our parents would have ever given us a thousand dollar phone to just have, and you guys expect it. You see, they're doing you a, a, uh, a disservice. Bad parenting, people. Bad parenting. Okay? Because you expect it for nothing. What have you done for it? Most of you. Some of you like, I work, I do chores, or I write as if that's a bonus. See? So you expect to get wherever you want straight away. It's not going to happen. Guess how many jobs I've had from my first job to this right here? 23, between 23 and 26 jobs. Yeah. I tried, some lasted for a few days, a week, some lasted for two years. No job lasted for more than two years. I'd get bored and moved on, move on, move on. Different things happened in my life. You know, I went and finished year 12 and then I went to do a uni degree in um, tourism hospitality because I thought I was going to travel the world and run resorts and party. But then I started making money uh, running sales teams door to door. I got really good at it, so we started our own. We had like 30 people making money for us. We'll make good money. So I never went back to that. But then I started questioning this purpose. What is my purpose? You see, what I also realized is that a lot of you today, you don't like school. Okay. But you allow your dislike of school to get in the way of your liking of learning. You see, you associate school to learning. But they're two different things. One is trying to teach you some things. And look, school has its negatives, it has its positives. It's about what you make it. Is it for everybody? No. Can people not finish school and make it? 100% guaranteed. But I guarantee without this positive attitude, you ain't going to make it whether you finish school or not. You can be the smartest kid in the room, man. You can get the best grades. You can go to uni, get honors. You don't have the right attitude. You're not going nowhere. You probably go a bit further than the person who quits and has a terrible attitude, though. Okay? But if you don't finish high school and you're willing to learn and you're willing to work hard and you're willing to get feedback and you're willing to grow, 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 go through the hard times to work your way up, 
I promise you, the world is your oyster. You can get anywhere you want in life. Because the more you learn, the more you earn. You see? It's right there. You put an L plate and you learn to earn. You know what I'm saying? That was a woe moment right there. You, the more you learn, the more you earn. Okay, and it, it may, I mean, it always equates to money. Don't get me wrong. But it may, it may be more experience. And with more experience, you gain more responsibility. With more responsibility, you gain more financial wealth. With more knowledge comes greater ability to pro problem solve. And the greater, pardon me, the greater the problem you are able to solve, the greater the money that you can get paid for it. Which brings me back to purpose. You see, I worked uh, in sales and I made really good money. But then I asked myself a question. Is this really what I want to do? No. So what do I want to do? And I found to find the answer to that, there were three key questions that I ask. Okay. And I do it like a, a bit of a circle. I don't know if you can see that there. Yeah. Okay. So there's one circle there. One circle that crosses over there and one circle that crosses over again. And so purpose is going to be found here. In this circle, in this crossover between all three circles. And so the three circles that, the three topics that we want to explore and I want you to explore is the things you like, interests, the things you like and interests, the things you are good at, your skills, things you're good at, your skills, and the problems in the world that you want to solve. So, what are they? What are the problems in the world you would like to solve? Right? That's what you want to think about. Okay? Once you list all them and list them all down. And if you can't think of skills or things that you're interested in, ask others, okay? Uh, what am I good at? What do I like? Think about what you like to do outside of school, okay? Think about what your skills are, okay? And think about the world problems you want to solve. Write them all down. Then in the middle, you're going to find between these three what it is you, your purpose is. So, I like an interest. I liked training people. I like talking to people. I like connecting with people. I like inspiring people and empowering people to be their best. When I was running sales teams, my favorite part was teaching somebody new how the confidence of how to go door to door and make good sales and build their confidence up. That ability to be able to communicate with anybody, anytime, anywhere, the ability to get rejected by somebody and not care. And just be like, yeah, no problem, man. Have a great day. Appreciate you. Much love. And go to the next door. That was really my bread and butter. Loved it. Plus, okay, my skills. So that's also part of my skills too. Okay. I love people. I uh, love connecting people. Love empowering people. That was also my skills. Now, one of my skills, I actually used to get told off a lot at, for, at school. That skill was 
talking too much. So my teachers back in the day from year three to year 12, Sam Gamrawi, great student, but talks too much. One teacher even said he asked too many questions on my report card. I've got to find the report card. I've got it. That's what she said. Now, what do you think I say to those teachers today? Look at me now. Uh, look at me now. Uh, I'm making paper. Why? Because now teachers pay me to talk. Because I found my purpose. You see, the problems I wanted to solve is I saw the world going downhill. I saw people lacking skills. One of my best friends took his own life, man. And it gutted me. And mental health is on the increase. And, you know, just seeing a society not be able to have the skills to empower themselves, that is one of the problems I wanted to solve. Now, I went through lots of different jobs to find that purpose. My last two jobs, I got fired from because I've made some silly mistakes. I could still get references from almost every single job I went to, except for the ones that I didn't work for a long time. Uh, because I, my attitude was I never leave on a bad note. Even if I left on a bad note, I would fix that up somehow, some way, shape or form. The two jobs that let me go, the only two jobs I've been fired from, were my last two. Actually, there was three jobs in total that I've been fired from out of the 23. Uh, my last two I got fired from. Both were regrettable decisions. So they had to because of just, you know, one of them, I made several mistakes. The same mistake they gave me a warning for, and I did it again. I didn't record some things that I should have, and they said, we've got to let you go. And they loved me, and I loved the job. The second one, they actually let me go because of my past. You know, they looked at my police clearance, which was from five years ago, and they said, look, you've done this, this, and this, which is crazy part about that. The irony about that is I was using my skills and my experience to help young people create better future for themselves. Disengaged, disadvantaged, kids are homeless, blah, blah, blah. And they saw that as a, as a negative, but that is what helped me connect with the kids so much, which is what they said I did so well. So it was a bit of a irony that they fired me for that. However, I'm a big believer that every rejection is a nudge in the right direction. Every rejection. Because you are meant to be exactly where you are. Even if you think you should be somewhere else, doesn't matter. Because you are where you are. Health-wise, money-wise, education-wise, social-wise, it doesn't matter. You are where you are, you are where you're meant to be. If you want to change it, then you've got to first become aware of where it is you are. Then you have to identify where you want to be, and then you look at the gap. And so from that gap, you want to start to attain the gain. You want to start to go, okay, what skills do I need to attain to get where I want in life? Because you cannot get anywhere further than you already are with the same mindset, the same skills or abilities or attitude. You see, in order to create a solution, it must come from a different mindset that created a problem. So when I got fired from the last one, it was a perfect nudge for me to go, you know what, I've got the skills, I've got the attitude, I've got the connections now because I've built relationships with schools for over three years in my last job and the job before. It's time to start my own business. And that's where succeed Seeking, empowering knowledge 
That is where that was born. If it wasn't for those two jobs that let me go, because I liked both of those jobs a lot, I never would have started my own. And I wouldn't be where I am now, four years into my own business, and just about to grow and expand and go online and you know face this crazy world that we're doing, but still impacting young people's lives. I get messages every week like, oh man, you changed my life, This and I love it. This is why we do what we do, because I promise you, if you learn, if you're willing to learn, and you take what you learn and apply it, you are going to be in a much better place than you are right now, and you've got nothing to lose, because you've gone two directions, forward or backwards. You're never actually standing still, although you think you are. You're only moving two directions. You're either moving forward towards your goal, or you're moving backwards away from your goal. So number one, it is your attitude, not your aptitude, that determines your altitude. Number two, the more you learn, the more you earn. You gotta learn to love learning. Don't associate learning to school. And you know what, you're gonna, one day, you're gonna wish you were back at school. I know you may not think of it now, but I know way more people that regret finishing year 12 that don't and I know nobody that finished year 12 and wished they didn't but I know a few who left school and have gone on to be successful in their own right a hundred percent but their hard work man the effort they put in the ability to connect their net worth is their network the people you hang around are going to determine who you will be Come and what you will do. So if you want to go up in life, man, you better surround yourself with eagles, not with chickens. Because chickens can't fly, baby. Chickens can't fly. <laughs> okay? And the last one is about your purpose. Find your skills. Find your interests. Find what you're good at. Find what you like to do. And find the problems in the world you want solved. List them all down and link them together and somewhere in there you will find your path. I guarantee it. And it doesn't have to be permanent. It's always about progress. It's about moving but with the right attitude. You can do and you can be whoever and whatever you want to do in life. Guaranteed. Look at it from your man Sam. Okay? I'm telling you. People come up to me all the time, bro, how you do this? How'd you do that? How'd you get that job? How are you starting? How do you go to schools? So I can't believe what you're doing. So, why? Because my attitude, I'm always willing to learn. I'm always willing to have a go. I'm not afraid to fail. You've got to learn in life. If you want to succeed, then you must fail fast, fail early, fail forward. And I don't mean to go tell your parents, hey, Sam told me to fail. I'm just going to get an F. No, I'm talking about making mistakes by trying the more, the harder you try, the, the more you do, the newer things you try, the more you will fall. And the, the failure is the one that stays down. But when you get back up, that failure becomes feedback. Failure equals feedback. Use the resources you have in school. You are never going to find people that are more invested in your life than you will at high school, I guarantee it. 
Okay, your boss, yep, he's going to be invested in you. Why not? You know, and that's really good bosses. They invest in their employees. Yes, 90% of them are not going to be like that. The teacher that you have, that you're like, oh, look, oh, they are there for you. You don't realize it. But if you had the right attitude, if you change your attitude today towards your teacher and you went, you know what? I'm going to treat my teacher like I treat my coach. Imagine the results you would get. That relationship will now become win win instead of you winning and them losing but really that's a lose-lose you don't hand up an assignment early that's a lose-lose they lose because they they've got to hand up the assignment at a due date as well and you lose because you get a bad grade for not handing the assignment up by a due date if you work on it and you understand your teacher is your coach that they are on the same team as you that they are there to help you Imagine how your life will change. And then you go into the real world with the attitude that you are willing to do whatever it takes. Because what's going to determine the difference between you succeeding and you not succeeding is what you are willing to do. So ladies and gentlemen, I'd love for you to share with your neighbor what is one thing you have learned from this session and uh, what is one thing you can apply in your life. I want you to picture it, not just say it. Picture it, just be like, hmm. What can I apply in my life and how can I move towards my goals of being the best version of me? Whatever that looks like. Work hard, play hard, pray hard, train hard. Much love, peace in the middle. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. See you on the other side.